Have you enjoyed the band today or what? Have they done great? Yeah, aren't they awesome? Come on, make more noise than that. Come on. It takes a lot of work, and, and with wind and all these things going on, it's hard to do this, and it's taken a ton of work by Joel and Kim and the rest of the team, but huge thank you to all of them. But today, in just a few minutes, I promise I'll be brief because I don't want my head to burn, so in just a few minutes, I want to talk to you a little bit about the context or the concept we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and that is the word fear, fear. I don't know about you, but for as long as I can remember, I have had the ability to turn just about any molehill into Mount Everest because of worrying about things or being afraid of a lot of things. Um, when I was a kid, I used to freak out about all sorts of stuff, whether it be pit bulls or new schools or cute girls. All of the above were scary to me. And as I've gotten older, well, fear has still continued to be an issue at times. You know, maybe it's being afraid of that bill that I might have forgotten to pay and, oh, man, what's going to happen? Or maybe it's fearing being a failure in some context as a friend or as a neighbor, letting somebody down, or as a pastor or husband or father. Yet, tell you what, when things get heavy, I've always been reminded, God has always reminded me of that one common verse. Do you know what the most common command in all of the Holy Bible is? It is to fear not. Do not fear. In one way or another, God tells us that over 365 times in the Bible, yes, that means one for every day of the year, and then some for the sake of helping us deal with this thing that tends to plague us daily. You know, the Ten Commandments are obviously more famous, but the most repeated command in all the Bible is exactly that, do not fear. I could read to you for a couple hours all of the passages in God's Word that talk about that, but let me just instead share with you a couple of my favorites. In the book of Joshua, there's a really cool verse that Jesus, I mean, that God Himself says to Joshua, who is just taking over for Moses, a, a legend in many respects, who has led the people across the Red Sea and then through the wilderness and all of that, and then he has died, and now Joshua is being commanded or commissioned to step up and take over. But he's naturally probably a little nervous. There are a lot of big obstacles and hurdles. And so God says this to jo Joshua and therefore to you and I as well. He says this, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I love that. In Isaiah chapter 41, God says something similar to the prophet Isaiah. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous hand. We see it over and over in Scripture. Let me share one from the New Testament in Philippians chapter 4. God says this through the Apostle Paul. He says, do not be anxious, or in other words, don't worry, don't be afraid of anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Lay them at His feet. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? How about this one? One more. Jesus said this in the Sermon on the Mount, kind of in a situation probably somewhat similar to this with a lot of people sitting around, maybe on a grassy hill like this. And he was talking to them about a number of topics, but he came to this one, and he said this, Therefore I tell you, 
Do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Look at them. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And besides, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Powerful words, incredible words by our Lord and Savior Jesus. And yet despite these and hundreds of other verses very similar to this, you know what? Almost every single week I talk with people that come in or that call or email me about some kind of fear, some kind of anxiety, something that is really kind of eating their lunch, tearing them up. Sometimes it seems like it's every day. Because fear plagues most of us. I would guess that it plagues most of you. In one way or another, it is a common thing, and that's why it's the most common command in all of God's Word to not be afraid, to fear not. How about you? What does it look like for you? Maybe you fear what other people think of you. Maybe you fear not having enough money. Maybe you have a fear of public speaking or a fear of flying or, I don't know, maybe the fear of the bird flu. Maybe you are afraid of being far from home. Maybe you are afraid of spiders. Maybe your biggest fear is having to someday say goodbye and the possibility of losing somebody that you love dearly. Maybe for you it's the fear of pain or the fear of disease, the fear of that word cancer, the fear of death. You know what, though? It doesn't really matter because God has clearly, as we just said, just read, He has clearly made it His point that He wants us to understand that He does not want us to be preoccupied with anxiety or worry or fear. In fact, He tells us in the Bible that He has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of power and love and self-discipline. looked at that the last couple of weeks, and I just want to encourage you to let verses like that roll around in your head, memorize them, meditate on them, and believe them. Now, last week, we looked at the life of Moses and how God had helped him overcome the fear of failure, something that he was very afraid of. The week before that, we looked at the story of a lady named Leah in the Bible and how she let God help her overcome her fear of rejection. It's a big deal for a lot of people. The Bible is filled with examples of regular people just like you and me, doing regular stuff, living regular lives, including dealing with fears and worries similar to the fear and worry that tends to plague us. And I love reading about and learning from the stories of others who've been there and done that as God helped them grow through what they had to go through because He can do the same for you and me. He can. Another interesting story in the Bible we'll just look at real briefly and learn from is the story of Gideon. Gideon is often considered the poster boy for fear. When God first commanded him to rescue the Israelites, who were, of course, God's people, uh, they had once again, as they had a habit of doing, gotten themselves into a tight spot, needed help. And so God decided to use Gideon to help them in great ways. And so he sent an angel to come and talk to Gideon, to commission him for leadership, And here's what the angel was told by God to say. He said, go find Gideon and you tell him this. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But guess where the angel found Gideon when he had to deliver that message to Gideon, the mighty warrior, and tell him. He found Gideon and he told that to Gideon when Gideon was 
hiding down inside a wine press, cowering in fear, hiding from his enemies. Isn't that awesome? Do you know why it's awesome? It's awesome because what it shows us is that God sees us for who we can be through His strength, not who we are in our own strength. Isn't that awesome? I just love that. God saw Gideon's potential. He didn't see him as the guy who was cowering in fear in the wine press. He saw him as somebody that God could, that he knew that he could work through in great ways. And he sees you and me in the same way. He does not see you for who you might be all by yourself. He sees you for who you can be through his power, through his strength, his Holy Spirit. But Gideon, throughout his entire story, demonstrated fear, anxiety, and doubt. It's a cool story. I wish we had more time to dig into it. You can look it up if you want in Judges chapter 6 and 7. But Gideon constantly tested God. And demonstrated his struggle with fear by asking God to perform sign after sign. First of all, in Judges 6, he asked God to consume an offering of food that he had presented to the angel. Next, he asked God to send morning dew only on a piece of fleece that he had laid out just a certain way. Then, just for good measure, he laid out that same fleece again but asked for the exact opposite thing to happen just to make double, triple sure that God really was trustworthy. You know, Gideon was terribly afraid. He struggled mightily with this whole concept of fear and doubt and all of that. Maybe you might relate to him. But when he quit testing God and started trusting God, great things happen. It's so cool to know that always when we follow God, when we trust in Him and put our obedience in Him, good things flow downstream from that. And just as that happens in our life, it happened in Gideon's life, and God freed the Israelites from seven years of oppression when Gideon chose to trust him and become the mighty warrior that God saw him to be, even though he initially was in the winepress hiding and cowering in fear. You know, there will always be moments in life when we are worried to give ourselves over to God, but the truth is we can trust him with not only today, but with all of our tomorrows and all the details therein. We can. He is more powerful than you can imagine, and He is more loving and full of desire to be in relationship with you than you can possibly fathom. He proved both with the cross. He proved His power on the cross by raising His Son to, 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 to new life for us after He first proved His love for us by allowing His Son to die on that cross for us. And all we need to do now is put our faith in Him, trust Him with our whole heart, and accept His free gift. It is a free gift, just like lunch is. It's a free gift of salvation through His Son, Jesus, but it's infinitely better than anything that we could ever have. And faith, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Faith does not require us to be fearless. It only requires us to to have courage to trust God and to follow Him no matter what happens, what comes around the corner. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The last couple of weeks I said it. Let me tell you again. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the presence of action in the midst of fear. And that's what God asks of us. Corrie ten Boom, maybe you know that name, but she survived horrific circumstances in a Nazi concentration camp once. If anybody had a lot to fear, it would be somebody living in that environment And yet she once said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Isn't that beautiful? The Bible tells us that God is love and that He is perfect, clearly, meaning He is perfect love. And do you know what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 about perfect love? 
it says that perfect love casts out all fear. Isn't that awesome? Perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus casts out all fear. So the key to life is the same as the key to dealing with fear, and that is to simply lay everything you've got at the foot of the cross. And we're getting ready to do that in just a moment. And tell the Lord, thank you for who He is, for what He's done on the cross, and accept His forgiveness, His love, His grace, and believe in your heart. Trust in Him to be who He says He is, to keep the promises He says He has made. He is the ultimate promise keeper. He is trustworthy. You know, as I said before, fear has at times been a struggle for me for one reason or another, but I have learned to draw near to the Lord and truly surrender my whole heart and I just want to encourage you to do the same. If you've not done so, why not today? Out here on the beautiful lawn in front of the Lord who is here with us when two or three are gathered in His name, He says He's here with us. Why not today? Why not right here? Maybe there's something, maybe you've surrendered your life, but there's something that keeps coming back and, and kind of nipping at your heels and threatening to, to bring you down, to, to, to really be your, your Achilles heel. Well, I love the book of Psalms, and I want to close with something out of that. There are a number of fear-not verses or fear-not prayers in the book of Psalms. Let me close with one. Psalm chapter 56, David. David has been seized by the Philistines. He, uh, that's the same tribe, by the way, that Goliath was produced from. So maybe you know that story. You remember that, David and Goliath. Well, with God's help, David had defeated Goliath as a young person some years before, but the Philistines had regrouped. Isn't it kind of interesting how our enemies often do that? The hurdles, the things we think we've overcome, sometimes they regroup and they come back at us with stronger strength the next time. Well, that's happened. David is now surrounded by these Philistines, and he's starting to let fear win the battle. He's starting to be afraid. He's starting to lose focus, put his eyes on the wrong thing, but he makes a choice. And his choice is to say, I am not going to be afraid. I am not going to focus on this, the Philistines around him. I am instead going to focus on my God and what he has promised me over and over in his word. And so he turns to a familiar command of fear not. It's throughout Scripture. David knew that. And he said this. These are his words. David wrote this, Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. I praise you, God, for your holy word. I trust in it, and I trust in you, and I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? So let me ask you this morning before we close, what fear is trying to take hold of you? What is nipping at your heels or knocking on your door that is causing you to maybe have a stomach ache, maybe, you know, to get irritable, maybe to lose sleep at night, to, you know, to stay up during the day thinking about it as well. I want to ask you to do this. As we close, I want to pray together, and I want to ask you to, with me, let Jesus use us and use David here to focus on the right thing. I want to ask you to personalize David's prayer with me. Let me read it one more time for you, and then we'll We'll say it together in unison in just a moment. Psalm 56 says this, When I am afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. I praise you, God, for your holy word. I trust in it, and I trust in you, and I will not be afraid.
So, how about this? Whether it be to sit or if you want, you can stand. Whether you want to say it loudly for all those up and down the highway to hear you or whether it be to just lower your head and in, in quiet um, humility just say it to yourself. Either way you want to do it. I'd like to ask you, if you would, to bow your heads with me and pray this prayer. Let's personalize it. I'll say a little phrase at a time, and you repeat it after me. Here we go. When I'm afraid of, and then you fill in the blank. What is it? What is it that is nipping at your heels that threatens to steal your joy? Let me say it again. When I am afraid of, fill in the blank. Now say it with me. I will trust in you, O Lord. I praise you, God, for your holy word. I praise you, God, for your holy word. Come on, let's say it. I trust in it, and I trust in you. And I will not be afraid. Let's let the people in Colorado Springs here. I will not be afraid. If God is for us, who can be against us? Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I want to encourage you to stand right now. We're going to close by singing a couple more songs together. And if you have maybe prayed that for the first time, or maybe you want to talk to somebody about surrendering your whole heart, your whole life to the Lord, maybe you are dealing with some issue that you're like, man, I prayed that prayer, but I want to pray with somebody. I want somebody to just kneel with me or sit in the grass and pray with me. Would you just come forward? Or maybe just grab a friend right where you're at. Turn and talk to somebody. But let's surrender it to the Lord and let's sing this song with all we've got. Because greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world, and I will not fear because of who God is. Let's sing.
All right. Come here, Jillian. Hey, everybody, have a seat for just a second. Come here, Julian. I want to introduce you, everybody. This is Julian. Everybody say, hello, Julian. He just came and wanted to give his life to the Lord. And uh, yeah, isn't that awesome? telling him these are brothers and sisters he doesn't know very well yet but uh, hopefully can get to know better and uh, Julian I just want to ask you to repeat after me what's called the good confession just uh, as we already talked about just just say it loud and clear for all your uh, uh, brothers and sisters here to hear you but I believe I believe Jesus is the Christ Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God the son of the living God and I want him to be my Lord and Savior and I want him to be my Lord and Savior isn't that awesome praise God Julie and I will sit down and we'll talk some more about what it means to walk with the Lord, what it means to surrender to Him in baptism, or how that works. We can talk more about that in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to ask you to maybe lift your hand and, and uh, as, as if you're putting your hand on His shoulder. Let's just pray together, and then uh, Chad's going to lead us in communion. Lord, I thank you for Julie, and I thank you for his melted heart, his desire to trust you with all of his heart. Uh, if there are others here today that need to do the same, Lord, I pray you bring them to Come and talk to somebody, whether it be me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. But, Lord, help us to all want more than anything else to trust you and surrender to you. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your forgiveness. And we pray all these things.